Welcome to Kundalini Yoga and Meditation Confessions, the daily podcast where I share my experiences with the technology. My name is Ananda Savitri Carr, and I'm a Kundalini Yoga and Meditation teacher in Dallas, Texas. One of the things I'm working on for my manuscript is translation. And it's from Gurmukhi into English. And there's just, there's not a good translation that's available. The public, what do they call it? Public source? Public domain. The public domain translation is not a good one. It's widely disregarded as incorrect. And the thing with the Gurmukhi language is it holds an energetic pattern. And as with any spiritual text, when you translate it from one language to another, it's going to lose a lot of its meaning. Um, and there's just, there's not a version that really captures the meaning well. Um, there's a, there's one that I really like that it's, it's close, but a little bit of the language is antiquated and it's not totally grammatically correct. So it sort of rubs me wrong, but there's a quote from Guru Nanak. I haven't found the source of it yet. I'm searching for it, but it talks about how mindlessly reciting these mantras It'll only get you so far, and at some point, it'll just start to puff up your ego. And that's the thing that I have experienced. I got to a certain point on my journey where I really wanted to read and understand in English and contemplate the meaning of these words. Because that's the thing. If you're just mindlessly reciting it, yes, it can get you to a certain level of growth and spiritual development. But then at that level, you've capped it off. Until you have the mindful recognition of what these words mean, you're just kind of stuck at that level of growth. And I don't know about you, but I don't like being stuck. I like to be unstuck. I like to keep growing. So I, I need an English language translation that I enjoy anyway, just for myself to contemplate. But I also, I need it to teach with. There's a whole series of classes that I've got in my head and I, I plan to do a workshop on it once, but it didn't work out. And Part of me knows that I, I need to get this book out of me so that I can use it as teaching material. Um, anyway, there's a part that I have to translate that talks about God being without fear. Meaning that God doesn't have any fear. And so I was thinking, okay, well, what's the opposite of fear? Well, some people might say courage or strength. But courage and strength both come from love. And really the opposite of fear is love. Um, another opposite of fear might be communion with God. When we are one with God, we don't have fear. And it's not the egotistical, narcissistic, risk-taking lack of fear that would come from mindlessly repeating verses. No, it's, it's the being one with God and trusting God so much that there is no room for fear. There's only room for love. And that can be a tricky concept for some people, the idea that God is love, because there seems to be so much evidence of terrible things in this world that seem to point to the idea that, well, there's more to God than just love. But most of those things are accountability. I mean, yes, God can give us the grace to overcome our own terrible natures. However, there's something beautiful about the accountability from God. One thing that I've had to learn on my journey is that your relationship with God is very much a, a reflection of your relationship with your parents. So if you don't have a relationship, especially with your father, I mean, the mother energy is one thing. I'll talk about that another time. But the father energy 
is really a tough one. So many people these days grow up without a father figure, and you can see that in their relationship with God. God is a very paternal figure, and the thing with a father is your father punishes you. Oftentimes, your mom doesn't have the stomach to, but your dad does. So that's the accountability piece. And for some people, they don't understand that accountability is love. If you have a loving relationship with someone, but there's no accountability, there's a cap on that love. It can only go so far. And I know this intimately. Um, I didn't get much accountability from my parents and I really suffered for it. And then as an adult, I've had relationships where I did not hold my partners accountable. And that led to a lot of destruction. Um, so that, that accountability piece, it's, it's hard to accept, but it's really, really important. Um, I have bread in the oven, so I'm going to go get that out now. But <laughs> that's a little bit about God and love and fear and accountability and how it all ties in together. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow.